Well, welcome back to another episode of the Muslim Mind Space. And today we have Safa, aka the Hype Coach, who is your number one woman to hype you up on all things mental health, motivation, and becoming the best version of yourself. She is an NLP practitioner, strategic psychotherapist, and clinical hypnotherapist. Welcome, Safa. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm like I'm like getting like a rush of nerves now, and I'm like trying to kind of make myself a little bit more comfortable. So thank you for having me on here. Thank you for giving us a very detailed intro too. <laughs> well, we need to put in all the qualifications, all of your hard work. <laughs> they are pretty hard work. But the, th- the thing is, like, I have more qualifications than we've actually labeled this. <laughs> I know. But mom, soccer mom, you know, monster killer, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mental health coach for your, for your kids. Like there's so Absolutely. much different, you know, labels. And then we have the chef and we have like the driver and everything else in there as well. Yeah, we can just keep adding to the list. So if you're a mom watching, like watching this or listening to this um, and you think you have no qualifications, um, think again, mom. Think again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially those moms who just write like home duties. Yeah. That, that's like, like home duties is the least of your duties. <laughs> yeah. So if you do want to give us a brief insight into someone who doesn't know you or hasn't come across the hype coach yet, what would you like to tell them? Well, I think my name says it all, the hype coach. So Mm -hmm. the funny thing is when I was brainstorming um, words to associate myself like brand names, um, we had, me and my friends, like had a whole heap of list of different things to call myself. Now in the past, I was actually known as the empowerment coach. So um, my I had an e-commerce business called um, Empowered Store, like M Powered Store. Um, my I used to, I started off <clears throat> on YouTube as um, the empowerment coach or empower me or the empowerment collection or some shit like that. So um, when we were brainstorming, I didn't want to bring that old part of the empowerment into um, the, a new space, a very new qualification. So when we we're brainstorming, um, my friends were like, okay, let's list your qualities. And then I'm like, okay, like I'm passionate. I'm dedicated. I'm, um, exciting. I'm like, I have so much energy. Right. Love that. And then we're looking at it and then someone goes the hype queen. And I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> the mm-hmm. queen part. It's just not sitting yeah. Um, and they're like, okay, I'm like, hold on, the hype coach. And it says it all. Yeah. When my clients come in, they're being hyped up. I want you to feel hyped up about life. Like you'll see me in like, you know, grocery shopping and I hate grocery shopping, but I have the biggest smile on my face. And when someone approaches me, like, why are you so happy for man? I'm excited for life. Yeah. You should be excited for life. So the hype coach says it all. It's I'm here to hype you up living the best life that you can bring. Yes, this life we already know in Islam, this life is not for us. We know that. But we still have time on this earth. As a Muslim, it is your duty to have goals. You have to be excited for whatever you choose to bring out here. Yes, we are all going to die. That's inevitable. We already know that. But it doesn't and shouldn't stop you from living the life that you should and given and living the life that you've been gifted, um, I was I heard a quote. It is from a rapper, um, but every he says everybody dies, but not everybody lives. And there's two ways you can take that. 
everyone dies, yes, but not everybody lives. Now, it means not everybody gets a chance to live. Like some people, um, they die when they're very, very young. And even though you're living on this earth, no one has this zest and hype for mm-hmm. life um, because of, you know, mental health processes and behaviors that allow them to not see the zest and beauty and the hype of mm-hmm. life. So I think really the hype coach says it all. Yeah. Um, so just to give you another boring info, in, like intro, my name is Safa Chami. I am a mental health therapist. I help people access the truest part of their potential, You exactly how you introduced me. But with that, I give you the tools to unlock your door of potential. I'm not here to do anything. I just allow you to get out of your way. Mm-hmm. I'm also a motivational speaker. Um, it's actually, funny thing is, I actually came apart this little journey by accident, if you can say it by that. I know Alessandra doesn't make any mistakes or accidents, so, but it's kind of like I checked down this route and I didn't even plan it. Yeah. It's one of yeah. the opportunities that just came left field. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is I was a life coach. I've always been a life coach. Prior to doing what I do now, I was a marketer, a network marketer, and I was very successful. Me and my husband ran that business for like six years. Extremely um, successful, but I needed more. COVID hit. The business took a turn because a lot of our business was, you know, travel marketing. Um, this is what we've been able to do, so and so, because of, you know, we sell money online, we sell products online, so on and so forth. So at the end of 2021, I was actually watching a medical TV show. Right. Um, it's, it was Chicago Med, and I love medical TV shows, so I'm watching it. And it was kind of like the emergency room um, place mm-hmm. and different people coming in, you know, like with different traumas, head trauma body trauma, whatever. Um, and then there was a psychologist in the emergency room as well. And I loved his aspect on every different things that he had. He knew someone was full of, full of it. Mm-hmm. By the moment he looked at him and I was like, I really like this aspect. I would like to go into psychology. So I was like, okay, I want to go into psychology. I already know everything is a habit and behavior. Let's go into NLP. Yeah. And then a funny thing is me and you just brushed um, our friendship just brushed past mm-hmm. each other, and then we met in that same, yeah, um, in the same Zoom on the same class. And I was like, "That's weird." Yeah. Um, and then we did masters together, didn't we? No, you done masters. I didn't go ahead and do masters. Did you I do the psychology psychotherapy? Yeah, yeah. And I was like. I think I started a little bit before you and then you were like, you saw one of my posts and you're like, oh my God, I'm doing that as well. And then I had a catch-up session and then we were in the catch-up session. Do you remember? Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So it was like we randomly met each other when you were doing other business. Yeah. And then we met again on NLP and I think both of our lives took massive turns in that period of time. Yeah, tell me about it. And then like because NLP for me just came left field as well like it did for you, like what you're just doing. Yeah. and then we actually done activities and all of that together. I'm all like, wow, like this is really happening. Yeah. And I went strategic psych as well. Yeah. And then yep. hypnotherapy. Like that ever since. Yeah. And, and it was like. relationship just slowly unfolded over time. 
And you just realize how much, like, we have so much in common, hey? Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Like, even our kids, like, you have three kids and I have three kids. They're very similar in age. And their personalities are very similar. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was just one of those things that's just crazy. And it's like, when I look back at the first time we met, like, I can't imagine us being friends then how we are now. No. Because back then we were both in different headspaces. We were both a little bit lost and confused and stuck and at a very pivotal point in our life. Mm. And then it's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala separated us for that period of time. Yeah. And then we randomly came back together then. And yeah. it's just been up and up and up and up and up ever since. You make it sound like a relationship. I love it. Yeah, like that's what it is. <laughs> stuck for life. <laughs> make it sound like a relationship. It's like, okay, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was really fun. <clears throat> I think the best, the best thing about it is we were holding each other accountable without physically holding each other accountable. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's where she is. That's where I am. Oh my God, look where we can meet in the middle. And it's like kind of like brought out our strength as well. So like this is <clears throat> healthy competition. This is healthy yeah. friendships. Um, I think we spoke about it when we went for lunch the other day. You want a friend that can bring out the best in you. Absolutely. That can, um, you know, inspire you to do more, inspire you to follow your t- true potential to kind of like, yeah, you should do it. Like, you know, you're, you're kind of cheerleader. These are the friends that you should. Everyone needs that one person who can just kick them up the butt sometimes, but also be loving and gentle when need be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good to have both. It's good to be like, hey, maybe this perspective or try this instead. And like, look at us. We're both in the exact same field to the exact yeah. same certifications, but how different is our delivery? How Very different, different is our approach? How different is our perspective? Hmm. So it doesn't mean because we've done the same thing, you need to do it like everyone else. Oh my God. The same thing and seeing completely different worlds to it. And that's also what I love about this. Yeah. And um, on the, on the subject of that, see, in that is a lesson itself. Yeah. You know, when you're coming into, you know, in Islam, we know Raza is Raza. Mm-hmm. You know, your destiny is your destiny with money, with clients, with potential, whatever. Okay. Yeah. When, let's say, literally, you just gave perfect example to that. Mm-hmm. You do something, we do the exact same thing, very different approach, very different delivery, very different clients. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, our goal is the same. To yeah. help people understand their true potential, very different ways of delivery. Mm-hmm. So when whoever's watching this and even if your friend has a hijab business just yeah. like you or a modest clothing business just like you, she's allowed to do that. Leave her. Mm-hmm. You're going to have healthy competition. You're going to create different connections. and. Have different clients. That's okay. Your is is like written. Yeah, and it's also good to be like in a field where there's other people that you can also look at and say, you know, I like the way they do this or maybe I should do it like this instead. Mm. That that cuts off time off your journey. Yeah. Because someone's already been there and done that and maybe you've learned from them. Maybe you want to 
get inspiration from them. Like those steps have already been taken instead of you trying to figure everything out from the start all by yourself and making all of those mistakes, you cut out like half of them. But it all comes down to perspective and mindset. If you don't think you're good enough, if you think your business is crap, if you think your product is crap, if you think no one's going to listen to what you have to say or what you're going to advocate for, Mm. no matter what business you have or network you're in, that's your you problem. Yeah. Your business is never going to flourish because you don't even have the belief in yourself or your business. That's why competition may be taking over. That's Mm. probably why other people may be doing better than you because they have the belief and the value in their product or service. Yeah, and that makes that makes a hell of a difference. And in your business, how do you remember times where you started any of your businesses and you were like, I, I'm nervous, I don't have the belief, I'm doubting myself here. And like what advice would you give to any Muslim that's listening who's like on that fence? Before I go into that aspect of it, and I'm going to ask you to ask a question again because I will rem- forget it, um, I've had a hell of a lot of businesses. A lot of them failed and a lot of them didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I like to call myself a born entrepreneur, okay? I love taking risks. I love flourishing. I love helping people. I love creating something that is really pivotal in their life. So like making someone else's life easier or better is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Like just to give you a couple different like businesses that I've ran, I had a very successful tutoring business. Um, I had a child, like a babysitting business for nine years. It was the very, like, it was a very well-known service. Like I was babysitting for influencers and low-key celebrities. Yeah. That's just, and then I was babysitting for everyday people Mm -hmm. Um, for nine years. Like the funny thing is like the, the children that I babysat at one or two years old, they still call me. Yeah. And say, I miss you. Can we come and see you? And I still have that relationship with their parents where they come and bring them out. It was, it's all about creating connection, long-term friendships. Yeah. Community. Um, so I've had a whole heap of businesses. Like I had a preschooling tutoring business where children will come to me and I would tutor them for school, like to get them ready for school. Um, I had an e-commerce store. Um, it was successful for a bit, but I lost, I just lost the passion for it. It just wasn't, um, just, it wasn't hitting my, my potential. Like it wasn't really enhancing me. It was like one of those light bulb moments that you tried and you were like, "Mm, not so much. Yeah. Um, I had a, a network marketing business that I was heavily invested in that. And a lot of what I learned was self talk. Mm -hmm. So it was all about you making the effort to go out and learn. So, and then I was a life coach even before this. So inside the community, I used to, um, I used to coach the actual community. It was just a closed community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I used to do that on the side and it was very successful, but like I said, other businesses weren't as successful. Mm -hmm. So if I was, there's always going to be that nervousness. When going into business, you're always going to get that nervousness. It's fine. It's what if, what if I do? Okay. You have to be willing to go, okay, this is what I want to do. And then here's the question. Do you have a marketing strategy? Mm -hmm. Does your, what problems does your product solve? Does it solve any? Does it solve none? What is your niche? 
you have to have a niche. If you're marketing to everyone, you're marketing to no one. Absolutely. Okay. So these questions will help you in understanding the fundamentals of your business. And then I'll tell you why. Why is it important for you to get into business? And if it's to get money, to have money, create money, so be it. There is no selfishness here if that's what you want. But understand, if you're going to start a business, um, if you're doing it by yourself, you're going to burn through a lot of money significantly. So that's why I always recommend go get you a business coach, go get you a marketing coach, go get an e-commerce coach, someone who has the results that you want. Go and invest in them. That's how you know whether or not your business is going to succeed. Because look at the coach. Okay, the coach has sold consistently 100K months on e-commerce. Okay, now can they give you the exact same method? That's right. Can you copy it? Can you duplicate it? That's how you figure out if something like that. If you're going to go into business, you don't know what business is. You don't know where you started. You don't know what you're doing. You're not going to get what you need. And that also okay. comes back down to what we said earlier with cutting years off your business path. Yeah. By going to someone and investing. Like people sometimes look at these things as an expense. Mm. You're reinvesting in your business by investing in yourself to show up for your business, to have these processes, to have these strategies right. by someone who's already on a path that you want to be on. Mm. And yet again, it's our job to acquire, but the outcome is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's right. But that doesn't mean we stop acquiring. Mm. It causes an effect. Yeah, we have an infinite amount of resources mm. and it's your job to keep trying something until it lands for you. Yes, correct. And That's- like you said, you've been through business after business after business after business and it's not that all of them were a fail. Sometimes passion runs out. Sometimes the market itself doesn't need that anymore. It yep. needed at a certain point. That's and right. it's also good to know when to walk away. Oh. Stop putting money into something that's really just not, you're not getting it back. Like you're at yep. a loss. It's now to try, time to try something new. And there do is you know yeah. times where you reach that? Yeah. So there's a difference between letting go. Yeah. Giving up. Yeah. This is a jewel here. So letting go of a business, if it doesn't benefit you anymore, there is no, there's no need for it anymore. If it's saturated, if the business is saturated itself, so the product has been copied by Kmart, by copied by yeah. this person. By, For example, if you told me about hijab magnets two years ago, mad. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But now every single hijab business has magnets. Yeah. So either you're going to go through a journey of innovation and create something even more newer or you're going to be back of the pack. So it really just depends. Mm-hmm. So there, that's when you're like, okay, if I cannot choose, if I cannot come up with a multitude of products that are exclusive to me, that's going to help me stand out from the people, the crowds, then maybe it's time to let go. If you're out of time, out of touch, out of passion, you're burning out, you're not investing yourself, you're limited money. Like if it's a business that's taking a lot out of your pocket, let it go. Yeah. Giving up is when you don't spend time, you don't spend energy, you don't spend time in your learning. Um, There is a need for your market, but you're throwing money at the wall hoping something will stick. Mm -hmm. There is a big difference in that. I have actually, um, because I do collaborations with small businesses on, you know, my social media all the time, okay? Mm -hmm. And I will find 
specifically businesses who have no um, no marketing strategy, no content on their feed, no reels, I will refuse to market their product. Yeah. And then they ask me why all the time. And I said to them, because you have, you have no brand. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? Of, I have a look. The kind of thinking you're following is going to correct their product. Correct. Yeah. And it very much can, but I can't, I, I, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. That's right. Because that'll probably be like a one-hit wonder. You may get yeah. a massive lump of sales and then it stops there. Or no hit. Yeah. Because on average, I'm not sure if the statistics are exactly right now, it takes someone eight times to come past your business before they even decide they're going to buy from you or not. Eight to 12. I just learned this the other day in business school. Eight to 12. There you go. So it's changed. That's a lot of nurturing. Yeah, it does. It, it, eight times to 12 times. It used to be seven. Yeah. It used to be seven, literally. It used to be and seven. You, you can see why it's getting higher because when yeah. you're, it's like click, 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 click. Yeah. People's attention span and people's interest is so much harder now. But the other thing I wanted to mention with like the letting go and giving up is also understanding if a business does not work, it's not something personal. Learning to separate your personal emotions from your business is super important. Otherwise, you're going to be like, I'm not good enough. I suck. I this. I'm just a failure because one business didn't work. Hmm. But that business does not represent you, doesn't represent who you are, what you stand for, your success. Yeah. You're one thing and your business is something else. Exactly. And I think that goes missing a lot as well. Yeah. And I think people do take business um, personally. And he, he's an, uh, here's some advice, right? He, mm. He's, a, he's a, um, an example of a scenario. I remember when I was just a motivational speaker and I was uh, marketing my life coaching um, services yeah I remember a lady goes well I want my business and I was a business coach at the same time um I want my business to 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 flourish and I was like okay I have a mentorship program you're more than welcome to sign up and I told her all about it and everything and she goes um no I don't want to pay for that I think you can give that to me for free and I said to her what do you what where what do you mean and she's like you're a nice person I'm sure you'll give it to me for free and I said to her, um, I can't pay groceries with faders. I love that. And then she got really taken back by that. Now, I have very thick skin. I've been on, in the online space for a significant amount of time. So I, I got pretty thick skin. And here's the thing. This is where equality, even in Islam, mm-hmm. affects everything. What kind of person are you? Okay. Are you a person that when your friend opens up a business, you ask for a discount? Or are you a person that when your friend asks, opens up a business, you give them a tip? Yeah. You give them extra. That is the kind of people that friends are. My friend, uh, when she was my hairdresser, like she's my hairdresser, I will always tip her. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you know, Arabs. Please, no, please, no. I looked at her and I go, shut up. Yeah. You pay, you pay bills. You have a family. You're doing my hair. I know you're giving me a discount. I can see it. I'm not going to let you give me a discount. Because if I give it haram, haram, it's haram. Like it's someone's livelihood. Absolutely. So that's, 
Are you a person that asks for a discount or are you a person that gives a tip? Mm -hmm. And then here's the, here's, here's the changing factor. If you're a person that asks for a discount, when you start a business, people are going to ask you for a discount. If you're a person that gives you a tip, that gives tips, when you start business, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you that result back. Absolutely. Cause and, and effect. And the other thing is, even if you don't see that result in money, it can come to your children. It can yes. come to It can, can come in so many ways. You just staying steadfast in Islam this day and age is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially with all the challenges we have in the world. Mm -hmm. So people need to broaden their perspective as well of what it is, of what blessings are. It's not yeah. always in monetary form. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come down to you. And like you said, like ask yourself, how do I show up for my friends? Yeah. Their businesses. Mm -hmm. Before you want people to show up a specific way to you. And yeah. another thing that I loved is how you held that boundary. Because there's some people who early in business will be like, you know, I'm just going to accept anything and just throw all my boundaries out the window. Yeah. Need this. But really, if you value yourself and your service, like you said, yeah. you know, favors aren't going to pay my groceries. And that's the truth of it. And yeah. You, and, and you held that. Yeah. And not everyone's going to buy from you. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Not everyone's going to buy from you. And that's okay. Like, um, before I was a therapist, I was a high ticket coach. What does that mean? Is my services were extensively more higher than the average coach. Mm -hmm. Okay. I knew that was my, that, that's how much I was, I would. Uh, you can't change my mind. Literally, I was having this conversation with my husband yesterday. Mm -hmm. I, um, we have business partners all around, right? We've created a whole heap of businesses around. We create all the whole heap of people around us. Just uh, networking. You want to create more ideas, more like fire, light bulb moments in your business so you can change it. They took it personal because I'm a high ticket coach and a, a therapist and I wouldn't give them a discount. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want to give you a discount. That's for me. But I have, no, it's not I have. It's I have to you. Not I have to me. That's right. And that also comes down to you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea and you don't want to be. No, I don't want to be everyone's. It's a problem if you are. And at the end of the day, you're like you're pricing yourself based on your expertise, based on what you have to offer, and based on how much you know you can bring to the person who's purchasing your services life. Right. Not, we're not placing prices on ourselves just out of thin air. Like we've just grabbed a calculator and we're like, you know what? Let me just, these numbers look great together. Let me just yeah. pop it on my website. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's also what people forget mm -hmm. is they're investing in a coach who's going to change their life forever, inshallah. Yeah. So you may, you may be looking at those numbers and thinking, oh, wow, that's a lot. When really, if you spread that over the course of your life, you're probably paying like 10 cents a week over time. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you some perspective. Okay. Let's say, for example, because I help people with a lot of addictions. I know you do too. Yeah. Let's say the addiction that we're going through is so is a um, shopping addiction. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's say, for example, you have a online shopping addiction. Here is the shift. You spend on average anywhere from three hundred to nine hundred dollars, and I've seen it happen. I'm not getting these yeah. numbers in air. Anywhere from three hundred dollars a week to $900 a week for things that you don't need. Just mm -hmm. the bill of it, okay? And you're doing this consistently over time, okay? Let's say, for example, it's $300 a week. So that's $600 a fortnight, average, okay? And then my coaching services for, let's say, for example, for a package of six, it's 
250 or 260 dollars per session mm-hmm. let's go 250 that is 500 dollars investing in you un- uninvested in your addiction correct so that money that you're spending on online shopping addiction can go elsewhere because you don't need it mm-hmm. perspective shift oh wow i'm gonna save 600 dollars every fortnight instead of me spending it to something that I do not need, that is very much in the next season going to end up in the rubbish bin and a tip at the Vinnie's um, or Galvo's, I'm going to invest it in myself and I'm also going to invest it in a coach that can very much bring my unhealthy coping mechanisms to the surface and then my children are going to reap the benefits of that and my husband is going to have a happier spec spouse and my mother is going to have a less resentful daughter and my sister is going to have a connection with me where she sees me as an equal rather than a superior life change absolutely and then you can even add on top of that the money that's going to be saved throughout all of that time that's a year trip holiday with your whole family exactly so you got the connection you got the life change you got the memory building like all of that by stopping one thing. And I even broke this out on my stories the other day because I do have like the weekly installments that you can do. Yeah. $110. I go, if you stop having Uber once or twice a week, stop your morning coffee that you're buying and make it at home. That's your therapy session paid for that week. Those two irrelevant things. What do you mean? Even when you go down to the servo and you buy unnecessary like snacks, that you don't even need. Yeah, but it just That's unnecessary spending. It's priority. What is your priority? That's what you need to ask yourself. Like if you're listening and you're on the fence of seeking help, what's your priority? To stay exactly where I am? Because you keep convincing yourself that you can't afford a therapist or a coach or whatever it may be. Or do you want to make necessary changes yeah. in order to improve your life? 100%. But it's just sometimes people sit in victimhood and victimhood is something that's just so praised now. Yeah, yeah. So people have problems when they maximize their stuckness. I'm going to say stuckness. It's not about stuckness. Their rigidity. Mm -hmm. They minimize their resources. Yeah. People come to therapy when they want to maximize their resources and minimize their quote, unquote, stuckness. That's right. Right? So that's, I mean, and and you won't even know what you're doing until you really go and find someone who is an unbiased person who you're going to have to pay for their services to kind of call you out on your unhealthy coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and cognitive behaviors. Yeah. And then it also comes back to drawing the line within yourself. Like, when are you ready to face that? Like, when is enough enough? Like mm. where has is this story that you've com- continued to play yourself end? Because what happened at the time that led to that coping mechanism like shopping or any other kind of addiction or anxiety or depression or OCD or whatever else it is, like that's done. It's finished. Yeah. Right? Mm. And I think oftentimes people, they take that one thing and generalize it across the whole course of their life. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, there's times where I think both of us have done that. You know, we're here now sitting as therapists and we're preaching, you know, hype coach and all this kind of stuff. But we were that person who were in the shoes of the people that come and see us now. Um, yeah. Once in our life. 
No, 100%. I think that's a very important factor and I'm going to double down on people. Yeah, people do think that because we are therapists, we're the best mums, we don't get overstimulated, we don't lose our SHIT, um, we don't scream, we don't yell, we don't swear, we don't, no, 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 no. I will be first and foremost holding myself accountable to tell you that I was very much not where I was today. I used to suffer from over six panic attacks a day. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really like I'm really, you know, exaggerating. Mm-hmm. It was more. I was re- it was really bad. There was a time where I liked be- the, being the victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was homeless at the age of eighteen. Mm-hmm. I had a very traumatic childhood. I had two narcissistic parents. That's dysfunction enough. Absolutely. So. There was a very much a very long, big, packaged period of my life that I was very much role like role playing everything that the client my clients come in today. Mm-hmm. But here's where it changes. When I stopped realizing that my challenges were punishments and they were experiences. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the saying, um, uh, "Make your trauma what it is." Yeah. Okay. So let me just give you a um, a story. There was a Italian family that were on holiday in Italy, and the 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 area that they were living in, um, they were driving past was known for car invasions. Mm-hmm. So they got stopped, and there was um, you know, there was a time where the people wanted to come and steal the car or whatever. In a split second, the father, instead of drive, instead of stopping, he put his leg on the accelerator and drove off. What happened was it triggered a um, a bullet. It shot his two sons mm-hmm. in the back seat, and that was something that he, the father, had to live with the guilt. So in the US, they're from originally from the US. In the US, the they they're very much known for donating their organs. But in Italy, it wasn't so much the case in that time. So what happened was when the children went to the hospital, they told them, let's donate the organs. Mm-hmm. And it caused a, wow, like, what do you mean? You want to you donate your organs? And it wasn't much heard. No one does that in Italy. So it not only saved the people who their organs were donated to, but it was do- it, they created an organization and a petition where people had that choice to give the organs to. So the father and the mother made their trauma what it is. Mm-hmm. The father and mother created the trauma that they choose to live. The story that they choose to either become a rescuer, observer, or a victim. They chose to prevail. They chose to succeed. They chose to use that pivot point of their life to get better. Mm-hmm. That is your choice. That is your choice. That is your choice. Another story that I would say that on the piggyback of that, I actually learned this story a couple of days ago. So there are people who are on the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge who commit suicide. Mm-hmm. They jump off. And actually there was a person who survived that fall. He doesn't walk, but he'll tell you the moment I let go, that was instant regret. Yeah. Now... He's an Olympian. He plays basketball. He's wheelchair. He's an advocate. He's a motivational speaker. I forgot his name. 
but he made his trauma what it is. He had more life, and he was 17 at the time when he did this, by the way. He had more life after that freak accident Mm -hmm. than he did before that. And that's a choice. Yeah. And also just to carry on from this, a lot of people who see, especially in this field, and they're looking up to these people that have these stories, that have these lives, like you said, it's one choice. They are just like us. They are like every single other person. The only difference is, like you said, they took their trauma and made something of it. Yeah. That's the only difference. They're no better than me and you. They may have a bit more of a following or a name of themselves or their stories, you know, nationwide, but in the end, they're just human. Yeah. And they had one pivotal moment in their life to make a better choice. And you actually have that pivotal moment every single day, especially if you're sitting now and you're in that slump stuck stage. Every single day that you wake up, that's another chance for a different choice. Mm. Mm. A chance to live a life like that person that you're admiring or have that story or stand up and have a higher purpose than sitting in your own misery. And everyone has a sad story. Everyone's been through things. Everyone's been through very bad things. And another thing that's not spoken about is like even till now, like from childhood and all that kind of stuff, I got things that still come up in me now. Yeah. Got things that I still go see a therapist for. Yeah. Like therapy and working on yourself does not stop. You may yeah. get the gaps between it and the triggers may be um far less, mm-hmm. but there are times where that that whirlwind does come up. Yeah. And it is okay. You're not regressing. You're not going back to your old ways. That's life. There's yeah. Going to be a context or situation that may not bring out the best in you, and that's mm. where your choice comes back again. Yeah, that's think that, and then that's why you choose a therapist that's a, a therapist that's in therapy. Absolutely, they're not going to push their um, self-limiting beliefs or their challenges or their victimhood upon you. Yeah, you should always choose a therapist in therapy. If you're going to choose a therapist, you're going to ask them, "Are you in therapy?" <laughs> Absolutely, and it's so important that. As a therapist, you're able to catch that in yourself Mm. because if you can't catch it in yourself, how are you going to catch it in someone walking into your office every single day? A billion percent. Like, see you later. That's why a lot of people also, they're scared of therapy or don't want to go down that route again because they flush money down the drain with a therapist who didn't know how to be a therapist. There's so many clients I get that are like that as well. Mm. I don't look, I I, I will tell you this as well on on piggyback upon that. Not all therapy is designed the same. Yeah. I will tell you this. If you're dealing with trauma, if you're dealing with PTSD, if you're dealing with procrastination, talk therapy just is just the tip of the iceberg. It really is. You're going to have to go deeper because it's great, you know, if your procrastination is very surface level based and you want to attain some habits and behaviors if you want to really understand how you do, do something so you stop doing it you got to go deeper you got to do nlp mm-hmm. you got to do hypnosis you got to do psychotherapy this is where the elements are so not all therapy is designed the same not everyone has the same goals just look at your goal set go think about it. okay who's going to allow me to attain this thing it kind of ties into the mentorship we spoke, which we spoke about before Really, who's going to allow you to achieve what you want to achieve? Mm-hmm. Who has themselves as a client first? We, yeah. as therapists, are our first client. Yeah. So in that, there is a little trick, like change of 
change of perspective mm-hmm. there. And it's like it's going full circle again, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we said, the person who's on a path that you want to be on. So yeah. you're going to pick a coach where it's like, you know what? I like her personality. I like her perspective. I like her outlook. I like the content she's putting. I like what she's speaking about. Mm-hmm. That's the person that's going to take you on a similar path to what to to what you want to be on. Who's already done those hard yards, who when you're sitting there saying like, I can't do this anymore, is saying, no, you can. I've been there. I know when you reach that stage, it's just an obstacle, right? So it's thinking critically as well about Mm -hmm. where am I going for my resource? Where am I going for my opinions? Where am I going for my advice? And this isn't just for a therapist. It's even the people in your circle. Yeah, you read my mind. Like who's filling your ears with what information and what's the outcome of that information on your life? Your progressor, your progression in life is significantly impacted by the people that you surround yourself with. Absolutely. So if you're surrounding yourself with people who are negative Nancy's or whining Wendy's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, then rest you're assured going you're going to be the next whiny Wendy. Mm. And you're going to just keep yourself in that loop. Nothing wrong with whinging, but what do you want out of it? Yeah. And what also is mind-blowing is when women come into session and they're like, oh, my God, I've never thought about it like this or I've never seen this perspective. And then I ask them, who have you gone to for advice? And rest assured, it's the same person who's in the same miserable relationship or, you know, has that mother-in-law or is the exact same parent that they are. And it's like, look who you're going to advise. How are you going to get a different outcome? Exactly. It's actually hilarious sometimes. Like when I sit there and they're like, that actually makes so much sense. Mm. You can see mm. the light bulbs going off. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting advice from your mom or your, your mother-in-law or your husband and everything. But I will say venting is not therapy. Yeah. It's therapeutic. Yeah. When you, I want to unload that, yeah, you want to have like a, you yeah, know, a whining, whinging session with your friends, sure, go for it. Yeah. But it's not therapy. No. And also, like, sit in that space for a period of time. Oh. Like, I give myself, when I wake up, like, whiny Wendy, right, I'm just, like, I'm going to give myself to, like, 10 a.m. to sook, to whinge, to be a victim. And after 10 a.m., I'm going to go back to myself. And rest assured, by the time 10 a.m. comes, I'm back to where I was. Like, it is okay to give in to those feelings and those emotions and be that person, but for a period of time. Hmm. Mm. Okay, I like it. You know, keep your time limit. For me, it's the time that I have my coffee. Once that, this um, liquid gold yeah, goes through my vein, yeah. I'm not allowed to whinge or anything. I have to put my big girl pants on and just soldier on. See, I'm not a coffee person every single day, so I can't anchor something like that. I'm like the occasional coffee drinker. Well, anchor something. Anchor like breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anchor. Time works for me, like time limits. I think because I'm a very time limit person like that, like throughout the day I'm very structured. But I feel like like we can talk forever. We are. I think we can talk forever. And I think everyone who's listening to this like, yes, yes, I've learned so much. Oh, my God. Absolutely. But so a trend I've had on every single episode is a guest question. So Mm -hmm. the guest before you was an Australian, you know, an Australian from Parenting on Purpose. Mm -hmm. She has left a question for you to answer. and. is okay sky was the limit what is one goal you want to achieve by the end of the year 
Oh, okay. If the sky was the limit. But look, see, I'm a person where it's like the sky's limitless. Like even saying yeah. the limit like puts like a barrier. So like if if infinite amount of possibilities, what would your goal you want to achieve by the end of the year be? Well, two things. Okay. Can I do that? Two things? Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I want to write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be invited, I'm not going to say internationally yet, um, nationwide somewhere so that way I can be sponsored to go and speak at someone else's event. I love that. Because, um, being on stage, the motivational space is just, it's really why I trend down this route, to be honest with you. Um, and I know I can do it. I know I can do it. I'm just... It's just about opportunities. Correct. Take it. Um, but yeah, I want to write a book and I want to be invited to speak nationwide somewhere in Australia. Um, and someone obviously like sponsor me out for that. And that's that. what I want. I love that. Well, we're all going to be watching you. But inshallah, your dreams will come true this year. Inshallah, we both. Inshallah, if it's a better care for you, they will be. But mm-hmm. I can see you. I can see you doing both. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. Like, yeah, creating the stepping stones now. And that's all it is making a plan, stepping stones, acquiring, and the outcome is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, is there anything you would like to leave us with before we finish this podcast? Yeah, this is usually where my time to shine is. Okay. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this podcast on record, on replay, on YouTube, on Instagram, whatever, your life is yours. Your destiny is waiting for you to reach out your arm and grab it. You are born with a purpose. With you asking why you're not attaining that purpose. The moment you pivot and are challenged and reach adversity, it is getting you closer to your goal because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing you, testing your strength, testing your perspective. Changing your beliefs, changing your values. Everything that you're going through is going to help you or should help you reach out for your goal and your purpose and grab it. It's like picking a flower. You got to pick the flower. It's okay. It's going to have a little bit of thorns in it, but just brush off the thorns and just pick the flower. Only then, when you pick the flower and you reach it and let it, reach the tip of your nose, then you can witness the sweetness. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to leave them with. I love that. Thank you so much for your wisdoms, for your advice, for your stories. I know that everyone is walking away from this episode with a change perspective, something they can share with someone else. And if not, they can take it away and just put it in their life today. Inshallah. Uh, uh, that's all we want. That's all we want. You know, we, don't, we don't do this for just our benefit, just to benefit the, the greater good. That's what we want. Absolutely. And that's reward in itself. Mm. And Shot, I will pull all of Safa's details. If you're already, don't follow her in the info box of this episode. Thank you again for your time. I really, really loved our chat. And inshallah, we will catch up soon. I look forward to it.